Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. We are very happy that you have joined us once again for the Life Study of Romans, a program that's provided by Living Stream Ministry in Anaheim, California. This Life Study of Romans began in 1974. And there for that memorable study, and also with us here today, is Francis Ball. Francis, that was a memorable time when these classic messages were released, wasn't it? Yes, it certainly was, Chris. And I'm so grateful that we can have this opportunity to hear portions of these messages again through the broadcast of these enlightening life studies. Francis, today we're in Chapter 5, and we're going to be hearing Witness Lee speaking once again on justification. Chapter 4 gave us a very graphic picture or example of justification. I wonder if you'd review for us this very clear picture that actually comes from the Old Testament. In chapter 4 of Romans, there is uh, this graphic example of justification made clear through the experience of Abraham. Actually, chapters 3 and 4 of Romans show us two aspects of justification. Chapter 3 deals with the objective and positional justification which was accomplished by the death of Christ. And then in chapter 4, we have the very graphic subjective and dispositional justification. This is carried out by the resurrection of Christ. This justification is God's reaction to our faith. And we saw earlier that our faith is the reaction to God speaking into us. And when that reaction takes place, it becomes our faith, and then our faith draws a reaction to God's action in us. This justification is God's reaction to our faith, that is, to our believing in the one who gives life to the dead and who calls not being as being, That is, uh, this one who was delivered for our offenses and was raised for our justification. So this chapter, chapter 4, is the chapter that gives us an example of justification in a fuller sense. Thank you, Francis. Let's join Witness Lee now with today's life study from Romans chapter 5. Now, Paul gives us a conclusion of the teaching of justification in chapter 5. And this conclusion is really the result, the issue of justification. What comes out of our being justified? 
in these 11 verses, we are told so many good things came out of our being justified by God. First of all, I would uh, just itemize some short words. You have love. Here you have also grace. Then here we have also peace. Then number four, we have hope. Then number five, we have life. Then another one, glory. All these are part of the result of God's justification. God's justification just brings all these wonderful things to us. Do you want God's love? Do you want to have God's grace? Do you want to have peace, hope? Do you want to have the eternal divine life? Do you want to uh, be in God's glory? You need the justification. And God's justification has just brought us into all the things. So all the things are our portion out of God's justification. Plus to this, you have three wonderful persons. I don't like this term persons, you know. These term persons have been spoiled by the traditional teaching on Trinity. But anyhow, in our human language, we don't have more adequate words than the word person. Three persons. Which three persons? Number one, Christ. Number two, the Holy Spirit. When we were ungodly, or when we were awake, Christ died for us. When we were sinners, Christ died for us. When we were awake, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were sinners, Christ died for us. See, we have Christ here. And then we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has poured out God's love in our heart. Then eventually, in the last verse of this portion, verse 11, we are told that now we boast in God. King James says, we joy in God. In other words, it means God becomes our enjoyment. We joy in God, we boast in God, we exalt in God, we glory in God. God is our enjoyment. So you see, you have the six wonderful things. Love, grace, peace, hope, life, and glory. Plus, these three wonderful persons. Now, out of God's justification, Christ is yours. The Holy Spirit is yours. And God is yours for your enjoyment. It's wonderful. So you see, six things plus 
three persons. Francis, according to the traditional but somewhat incomplete understanding of justification, the result is simply that God accepts us as being forgiven. But we're seeing that the result of the marvelous justification we experience in Christ is much more far-reaching than that, aren't we? I would say that is certainly true, and it's a wonderful view. We need to see afresh how far-reaching and how inclusive are the results of being justified. Commonly, people feel and understand that justification means I am forgiven of my sins, I'm justified before God, and everything is okay. And uh, that's not wrong, but it's certainly not adequate. So every one of these items needs a whole broadcast itself. So I would uh, certainly recommend our listeners to get the complete message in writing. Who would not want to uh, get this broader understanding of what he listed as nine results of justification shown in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I feel this is a very high view of what it means to be justified, not only through the death of Christ, but also which is applied to us in his resurrection. All these items that result from that justification are very, very precious to our experience. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for more of our life study. The love of God is within you. You cannot deny that. And that love, from the first day when you called the Lord Jesus, has been poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit. This means the Holy Spirit confirms you, affirms you, assures you with the love of God. Could I deny that God's love is within me? That Christ died for me? Christ died for me, the ungodly. I am a sinner. And I was a sinner. Christ died for me. Wasn't that love? And this love has been poured in me. Praise the Lord. Not only so, even I was an enemy. By the blood of Christ shed on his cross, God reconciled me, his enemy, to himself. What love is this? As God would do this, how could God do anything to damage me? He's sovereign. After having been justified, we have the peace to God. We are walking on peace as our way. Peace is our way. It is something to God. Then he says, we are now in the realm. In the sphere. What realm? The realm is sphere of grace. We are now in grace where we stand. Peace is your way and grace is your stand. If there's no peace, don't take any way. Don't walk. If you don't have the grace, don't stand there. Stay where the grace is. Peace is your way and grace is your stand. It's really good for the young people. Don't come to me and ask me what should you do, where should you go, and then where should you stand. Don't ask me. You have peace within you as your way. 
You just walk in peace. You just stand there. Whenever you feel that you are out of grace, get back. Whenever you feel there's no peace, don't stay there. Uh, there's no grace, don't stay there. If you are going to quarrel with your wife, you have the feeling, no grace. Get away from the exchange word. Go to the place where grace is and stand there. We have the access into this grace. You see this adjective? This grace. Unique grace. This grace. In which we stand. We all have the experience. No need to do any sinful thing. You just say somewhere a little too much. You are out of grace. You got into another field. You got into another realm. What do you do? You have to say, Lord, forgive me and bring me back to this stand of grace. By what way I got into grace, now I need to take the same way to get back to grace. By what way we got into grace? By being justified. We just confess our sin to God and we take the Lord Jesus as our Savior and we apply His blood, we got justified. And God's justification just brought us into this grace. But in this grace, sometimes, even quite often times, we did something wrong. Again, we have something not so good. Right away, we have the sensation that we are out of grace. Then, what shall we do? We have to repeat the same thing. Oh God, forgive me, cleanse me with the precious blood. Right away, you see, you will be brought back to the grace. Then you stand there. So I say, walk in peace and stand in grace. Peace is our way and grace is our standing. Francis, I thought that we just received an absolutely wonderful and very practical word on walking in peace and standing in grace. Witness Lee somewhat aimed his word at young believers, but I think it has an application much broader than just for the young. Yes, uh, Chris, I really, personally, really appreciate these two terms, walking in peace and standing in grace. They really apply to our whole Christian life. I would just say from my own experience, for too many years of my Christian life, I didn't know how to walk according to the inward peace, nor I didn't know how either to be restored to a standing in grace. But actually, this is just a matter of applying our experience of justification. Before coming to realize the subjective aspect of justification, I was always concerned about being right or or doing wrong. Right and wrong are from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, not from the tree of life, and always puts one back under the law. To confess and to take the cleansing of the blood, which means applying justification, will always bring us back to standing in grace and enable us to walk in peace. And I believe the practical application of these terms was made very clear and very applicable to our daily living. Christians are not just given 
laws to keep, rules and regulations to follow, but there is an inner life. The life of Christ in our spirit can be exercised to give us peace and to give us our standing. So to walk in peace is just when you have peace, that's the way you go. And to stand in grace means that even when there's a failure, you simply return to all the benefits that you got from being a justified person. And then you can stand in the grace that the Lord has given us. So I believe the way he has put these two terms today, walking in peace and standing in grace, is a lot different from the rules and regulations that govern many Christians' lives. But it's really according to the Bible, according to our Christian experience, that we walk in the inward peace of the Holy Spirit within our spirit, and we stand in the grace of Christ for what He has done and what He has supplied to us. I appreciate this for our whole life, not just for the young ones. Thank you, Francis. I also have that appreciation. You know, it seems that as Christians, when we are speaking to unbelievers about the gospel, we will encourage them and exhort them that what they really need is to get Christ into their heart or into their spirit. But then after they receive and accept the Lord, it's so easy to give them just the Bible to follow just as a book of instructions rather than to teach them to learn to live by this living person. That's a better way. That's right. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Our being, the natural being, need to be transformed, need to be sanctified, need to be molded. So God has to bring in some tribulations, some sufferings for your good. God calls us all things to work together for your good, for my good, that we all might be conformed to the image of his son. You see, the tribulation, the suffering is for the transformation. So it is really good. So this tribulation produces endurance and endurance approvedness. And in this approvedness, we still have hope. You know what is hope? Hope is that the day will come. We all will be brought into his glory. You love grace. You don't like tribulation. But when you reject tribulation, you miss grace. Tribulation is just incarnation of grace to visit you. Don't you love God's grace? You do. But you have to kiss the tribulation. The tribulation is the incarnation of God's grace, which is the gracious, the sweet visitation of God's grace. Never forget this. So that sister by the name Madame Gang said she likes to kiss the crosses. So many people don't like to have the cross because a cross is a tribulation. Is a suffering. But Madame Gyeong, she would kiss the crosses. 
waiting for more crosses to come. Why? See, realized that the cross brought God to him. We used to put up a proverb by her that says, God gives me the cross, and the cross brings me God. So I would uh, welcome the cross, because when I got the cross, I got God. Tribulation is a kind of a cross, and the grace, no doubt, is just God as a portion for enjoyment. But mostly this grace could only visit us in the form, in the incarnation of tribulation. Tribulation is a visitation of the grace to you. You love grace. You don't like tribulation. But listen to me. Just like you love God, I love hope, I love glory, I don't like to have any tribulation. <laughs> I have had two surgeries over my right eye and uh, supposedly I need another one to remove the cataract on my left eye. I tell you, I don't like to have it. Do you like to have some tribulation? But let me tell you, nothing has favored me in these past few years, as my last two surgeries. You all have to realize, tribulation is grace with all the riches of Christ incarnated. Tribulation is the best incarnation of the grace of Christ. It was Jesus, but that was incarnation of God. Actually, it was God. Yes, apparently it is a contribution, but actually that is the grace. Francis in this section witnessly presented us with a notable connection between tribulation and grace. In fact, I took note of his word. Tribulation is the gracious, sweet visitation of God's grace. And I want to ask you what he means with this expression. But before you get to that, he also mentioned the name of a sister in Christ that may not be that familiar to our listeners, and that is Madame Guyon. Who was she, and why is she mentioned in this context? Well, I believe there was a very real reason for mentioning her name in this context. Actually, Madame Guyon lived from 1648 to 1717, and uh, she was one of the first to enter into the subjective experiences of the cross. From among all the saints in her time, she was one of the few that appreciated the work of the cross in a subjective sense. And her life and writings led wide circles of people to strive after a life of perfect love and entire acquiescence in the will of God. She was one who knew how to experience tribulation, which she endured a lot from her husband and from others around her for many years. But she was known as one who welcomed the tribulation 
as an experience of grace. She experienced the cross that she received and enjoyed the grace that this uh, kind of experience supplied to her. And I believe this may have something to do with what the term that you brought to our attention just now, and that is tribulation is the gracious, sweet visitation of God's grace. It's not easy to just accept this on the, on the surface. We have to realize that we, even though we receive Christ as our Savior, our life, and our Lord, still we have the old creation with us, and uh, we need transformation. And in order to effect transformation, many times tribulations are the most effective way. We go through certain uh, periods of time, certain experiences that are brought out here in Romans that tribulation only can work out. Tribulation works out endurance. Tribulation works out a hope. Tribulation operates in our living experiences to bring us the grace of God. Without tribulation, it's a little difficult for us to experience really what grace is and how the grace of God operates in our lives and gives us a standing. So uh, I appreciate the fact that not only those first uh, nine items are a result of justification, but also tribulation works in this respect to bring us much experience of Christ. As I recall Frances reading her biography, she got to the point that she literally saw the onset of tribulation as something that was going to convey to her the grace of God that we've been speaking about. That takes a real renewing of our mind, doesn't it? That's right. Without that concept, we don't know how to experience the deeper things of the grace of God. Thank you very much for your fellowship today, Francis. I enjoyed our time together. These Life Studies of Romans are incredibly rich, and I know that we'll have you back very soon for another one. I enjoy being here. Thank you. We have more Life Studies from the Book of Romans awaiting us. We look forward to seeing you then. Thank you very much for listening today. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one. 
and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.